Hello and thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's Dairy Dialogue podcast for December the 7th. It's nice to be back home, but I already miss the Christmas markets and holiday spirit in Frankfurt, where I was last week for the Health Ingredients Europe event. I'm Jim Cornell, editor of Dairy Reporter, and I have to say that HIE is a very good show, although once you enter the front doors of the venue, it does feel a bit like the journey to the centre of the earth as you go along seemingly endless moving walkways, or as I've learned they are called, travelators, but I've also heard them called auto walks, skywalks, and horizontal escalators, although having said that, the last two don't really make any sense to me, so I guess I'll stick with travelators. And just like on escalators, people don't move over. But on the bright side, once you're inside, it's warmer. For me, it was an incident-free event, which I'm thankful for. As always, I got asked for directions several times, and fortunately with a phone and a map you can get people where they want to go. Helps to speak the language too, and I even managed to get a laugh out of a couple of people while on the trip, and hopefully it was at the jokes rather than my German. It was good to have some nice long conversations and to say hello at the show to a few familiar faces and to some old friends and make some new ones, hopefully. There were exhibitors there from many different countries and visitors from around the world too. And the focus of the show, of course, was ingredients, so plenty of dairy relevance and lots of good interviews. We talked to Baneo, Kerry, Glanbier, Carberry, Arla Foods Ingredients, Epi Ingredients, Hogvecht, Hemp Oil Canada, NZMP, Ping Jin Chan, Jinjing Biological Technology Company and Daywell. Some familiar names there, and a couple not so familiar. We'll be featuring these interviews in online video articles over the coming weeks, as I've now got the fun task of editing them all, but for today's podcast, I thought we'd choose just a few of those interviews to feature. And of course, we'll hear from Liam Fenton from INTL FC Stone with the market update, as the GDT was up for pretty much all categories this week. So, back to HIE. I really could have chosen any of the interviews from the show, but I've settled on four, NZMP, Kerry Group, Arla Foods Ingredients, and Beneo. NZMP is the ingredients division of New Zealand dairy cooperative Fonterra, and it has a big presence in Europe, which is partly why they were at the event. We spoke with Hans Haustra, NZMP EMEA Regional Director, and I first asked how long the company has been attending HIE. We've been there now a number of years. Since we started up our European protein business, we've basically also decided to use HIE and FIE as one of the the venues for us to promote our ingredients. You will see uh, three of our core categories which we're driving very hard worldwide are sports and active, medical and the infant categories and all of them are very well represented and this is exactly our customer base for visiting uh, HIE. A lot of our existing customers drop by and it's a perfect way to meet them all in a relatively short time but also many new customers who are basically attracted to our stand and want to have a look at the new products which we're bringing. We have basically what we said, mainly the the three categories which we want to accelerate in our strategy. So we have on the sports side, we're launching our fast MPC, which is a milk protein concentrate, which has the same absorption pattern as whey protein has, which means you have the best of two worlds because milk protein and with its its very nice flavor, and you have the absorption basically, which is equally fast as whey protein. So that's one which 
fits under our active and sports uh, umbrella. On the medical one, we are promoting a, a unique formula with a 14% protein drink, yeah, which consists of 9% whey protein and then 5% of that fast-acting milk protein. Yeah, and it is still a very, so it's very high in protein. Because of the types of protein, it really absorbs very well as well, which is especially for patients in hospitals, but also for older people like myself, actually extremely, extremely useful. So we're promoting that because we have unique ingredients to actually deliver that to our customers in the medical uh, industry. And then the third one on the infant nutrition side, we're launching the milk fat global membrane, yeah, which is a product where as Fonterra we've done a lot of research. I, I personally believe it's going to be one of the most exciting ingredients in the infant industry for the, the next decade to come. And we're very happy that as of January we will be able to supply that from our factory up uh, in the north of Holland, yeah, where basically uh, we see that as one of the growth ingredients towards the future. So those are three basically hero ingredients which we're showcasing and giving extra attention to, but then we have many other applications as well. So we have a, a beautiful high-protein ice cream, which our customers seem to love, uh, chocolate chip cookies. We have bars in it with the, uh, the galacto oligosaccharide, which is the, the fiber which we've developed with our close partner, Dairycrest, which is there. We have um, a special whey protein in those bars as well. So many different things to choose from. It's always an exciting time, but that's where you see, I mean, Fonterra, of course, a very strong and very proud New Zealand-based company. Yeah, but nowadays, also with our European business, yeah, we are really are able to add substantial value towards our customers and we're able to use all the, the research and development which was done in the past in New Zealand yeah, to actually bring it to our European customers as well. Now we do export quite a lot as well. So when we built our factories in Europe, that was also with the intent for our global customers that they would have the possibility of dual supply yeah, in, in some cases. So if I take the, the example of whey protein, we have supply out of New Zealand, we have supply out of Australia, we have supply out of Chile, and we have supply out of Europe. We also have a very good and solid operations in the US as well, uh, yeah, which makes us quite unique. Yeah, because there aren't too many other dairy companies who actually can have such a global footprint uh, to service the customers. Our factory in, uh, in uh, Holland, it's basically been built next to one of the biggest cheese factories in Europe, yeah, which has been built by our partner. We put a whey protein factory next to it. So it is actually from milk, which is sourced in, in Holland. Dairy protein is in the end of the day still by far the best protein there is. Yeah, and by making sure that we also continue to develop and come with new and even further improved products. Yeah, we believe we will drive the overall dairy consumption, yeah, which I guess especially also from the few of our shareholders, yeah, because we're, we're very proud to be working for a cooperative where the farmers are the owners 
of our company, yeah, but to really drive also the consumption of milk forward. Milk is one of the very best forms of nutrition possible. So the fantastic properties of milk to begin with and then the innovation power which companies like Fonterra bring to the market as well. Another dairy-related company we spoke to at HIE is Ireland's Kerry Group. And once I'd finally found their location, thanks to a hasty trip to the map at the entrance, I spoke with Dr Laura Collins about the company's presence at the event. So we're here at HIE today to talk about the new Wellian research we just published two weeks ago in the Journal of Dietary Supplements. Um, what's interesting about this study, it's building on our bank of data we have around our um, marathon studies and our exercise stress studies to look at Wellmune in, in a dairy matrix, in a dairy beverage. So in this study we show that Wellmune was again able to show powerful and consistent results in terms of supporting your immune system. So we saw a 19% reduction in severity of upper respiratory tract infections post-marathon and we also saw a 10% reduction in number of symptomatic days um, with infection. So what's really nice about Wellmune is that it's a branded ingredient. So we have a huge bank of clinical data. We're over a dozen clinical trials at the moment with Wellmune. And um, we communicate this as our um, studies are being published. For example, this is why we're here today chatting about our newest study. We've had some really interest in our new study, particularly for the fact that it's now in a, in a, food, and, a food and beverage matrix. Our study state have generally been centered around supplements. The majority were using a Wellmune supplement. This just you know, builds on the bank of data that we have that we can use Wellmune in a food and matrix, a food and beverage matrix. So I suppose um, sports nutrition, dairy, matri- or dairy beverages, um, powder blends and so on has been a great application for Wellmune because again, you're getting your protein fortification as part of the, the, dr- the drink, but you're also getting that immune health benefit post-marathon, post-training, post-extreme exercise. We know our immune system is very suppressed post-extreme um, workouts. So this is where we can provide that um, functional benefit as an add-on to not just the dairy product, but beyond dairy. You know, we say Wellmune is very much believed by the customers when they consume it. They see a benefit and they can also feel a benefit. So in a lot of our studies, we've also conducted profile of mood states where we've shown things like increase in vigor, reduction in fatigue, all supporting that um, if you're healthier, you're feeling better and you're, you know, it's, you, your, your mood has improved. And the, the study that was done, was that done in Ireland? That was actually done in Texas, so the Texas Marathon study. It was conducted by BioFortis, our a contra, uh, contract research organization, CRO. And um, it's our third marathon study to date. So this is our second study post uh, the Texas Marathon. Denmark's Alla Foods Ingredients is another of the big companies at HIE, and Ingelisa Powelson, Senior Category Manager, told us about the products being promoted at the event. But uh, what we are showcasing here at HIE is that, uh, or highlighting is three different concepts uh, to illustrate how our proteins can be used. Uh, One of them is uh, sparkling protein water, where we have added our product called Laquadan Hydroclear into the uh, product. It is uh, mild hydrolysate, but it is also uh, fat-free, sugar-free, and, and uh, what we say, lactose-free. So it also means that when you're making the product, uh, you can also put some unpackaged claim by use of the protein, also illustrating both that it is based on 100% whey protein, 
but also low in energy due to the low content of, of lactose and carbohydrates and also fat-free. So it is a way of illustrating how our proteins can be used, especially with the protein here. It's often used for clear drinks and it's been on the market for quite some years now. But again, with the sparkling version here, it's to show that now, well, it can also be used for sparkling and not just standard protein waters. In fact, we do also have at the booth here some examples where we have added the protein together with uh, vitamins, because again, vitamin water is one of, what say, a product that's been on the market for quite some years. And people are asking, well, could we add our protein or could you add your proteins together with the uh, vitamins? And with, what say, the examples we have here, we illustrate that, yes, function very well together, still have a clear drink, and it's also possible to add into a sparkling system besides just the standard, uh, what say, protein water. So that's one of the examples. One of the other examples we have is illustrating proteins that can be used for high protein cookies or short dough biscuits, where we have uh, more than 20% of protein in these of these. This here is in fact, I think, 21.5%, uh, and here we have almost 22% of protein in this uh, more savory version of the biscuits. So to illustrate again the proteins uh, used for a different kind of applications. And then the last concept is protein bar, where we at this show here is promoting our Texture Pro solution, which is a protein, a whey protein that can be used on top of the protein mass or blend that you typically use in your protein bars. We do have a number of different solutions where you say, okay, this is the full solution for the protein bar. But here, the intention is that if people have a blend of proteins, they're well, say, relatively happy about it, but they're look, lacking some softness or reduced uh, chewiness of the bar. By use of the Texture Pro, you can use it as a sparkling, uh, what say, or, or adding a little bit on top of the solution and give a good chewiness and uh, softness of the bar. And in fact, by texture measurements we have done and also sensory evaluation, we can see that by use of the Texture Pro, we can reduce the firmness of the bar with 60% after 18 months of shelf life and the chewiness is reduced with 40 or 45%. So a significant impact on the shelf life, on the um, eatability of the bar to have a good soft nice texture of the bar also at long shelf lives. Of course these are all just starting points for companies, they're just examples that yeah. companies can... These are examples of or illustrations of how the proteins can be used. Of course we are selling the proteins for a number of different applications. These are the three that we are highlighting at the HIE. We do have a number of other examples with us where we have some protein shots, extreme high uh, levels of protein with 20 gram of protein per 100 milliliter, so a 20% of, of drink, especially targeting the uh, sports segments. So going for these extreme sports, we do have different solutions where we are tapping into the clinical or medical area where we also have high levels of proteins where it is both by use of our proteins but also in combination with vitamins. It's quite well known that the use of 
protein, as soon as you start to add in vitamins, especially whey proteins, and you add uh, higher levels of calcium or magnesium, it can have an impact on the gelling properties of the uh, whey proteins. But in fact, with our solution, we can still have 10% of whey, 100% whey-based uh, protein in the uh, shot, but also have, uh, what say, the recognized levels of other minerals like the calcium, magnesium, etc., without having a high impact on the viscosity, so still a low viscosity drink. Paneo was at the event promoting its products and I asked Katrine Lambains, product manager at Paneo, what they were showcasing at HIE. Today at HIE with Benio, we're actually um, talking about sportification, which is our main focus. We have our, our triathlete Mark Rink here on the boot. He's uh, cycling and you can actually compete with him and see if you can um, match how he cycles. And he's fueled by Palatinoza. Um, what we actually see, why did we take sportification, is that we see that many millennials actually snack because they need energy. They're looking for energy and it's becoming more and more a topic that people are working sportification into their daily diets and every day they're looking for new things to try out. Um, so one of the things we have on the boot today is a chocolate almond drink where we're not only, it's a dairy alternative drink, a plant-based drink, and we're not only adding the palatinose in there for the energy aspect, we're also actually adding the fibers in there. So we add inulin in there because we see that actually out of those millennials that look for energy when they're snacking, actually three and five are also interested and find a, a high in fiber claim very attractive. And this high in fiber trend is something we see all throughout the dairy alternative category. So if we look into the new product launches in the Mintel database, for example, of the past year, then we see that the number three claim is actually high in fiber and it's a rise of 500% compared to uh, the year before, which is actually quite interesting to see how this high in fiber trend connects to dairy alternatives. And this is something we also actually already find, found out in our own consumer research that we did uh, with Bineo, looking at Western European countries, um, four countries taking 4,000 consumers. If we ask them which application would you find a digestive health claim attractive on, the number one answer is dairy alternative drinks. So 74% of Western European consumers would say that a dairy alternative drink with a digestive health claim would be attractive to them. Which in one way makes sense, because why are people turning to dairy alternatives? Also, often the base is a concern about digestive health. And it's of course not only dairy alternative drinks, it's also yogurt drinks, which is the number two, and it's only it's 73% of consumers. So you see that basically they're on the same level. Dairy alternative drinks, 74% of consumers would like to see a digestive health claim on that. With the yogurt drinks, it's 73%. So which gives a high interest in this uh, trend on digestive health, where we see a very good connection with dairy alternatives, but also with dairy in general. And with Benio, we actually take it one step further, and we're now also giving the ability to use a prebiotic claim on dairy. And the first launches are coming on the market. We see a, a one of the, the most innovative companies uh, is one being in Poland, where they're actually now starting to use a prebiotic claim on dairy, which we, of course, find very exciting as one of the, the prebiotic pioneers. Um, we really love to bring that message more and more to consumers because it's so easy to just have that digestive health benefit, that prebiotic benefit, 
with inulin, you don't affect the taste or the texture and you bring just easy health to consumers. And as well, you mentioned about millennials and what they're looking for. I think they're also looking for um, sustainability, clean labels, a lot of different factors that you can bring to a product that are important now. Yes, yes, yes. So clean label is also a very big trend. It needs to sound natural to consumers. That's also something we work a lot on with the Benio ingredients. We work with rice ingredients. We have a new uh, clean label rice starch called Remi Pure, which gives a lot of texture to dairy products, for example. We also have with our Palatinosa, which is uh, a next generation sugar coming from a natural source, coming from the sugar beet. And also with our inulin and oligofructose, they're fibers from chicory root. And you can also label them as such on your ingredient list, chicory root fiber. And we see that there's a lot of attraction for consumers to see that these ingredients actually bring you benefits while being natural, while being clean label. So we see a very big opportunity there as well. And it's important for us that we can bring this good taste, good texture, health benefits in a natural way uh, to the consumer. So that's a very big part of what Beneo is actually focusing on. Right. And of course it's usable in a whole variety of products. Yes, yes, yes. So indeed we have here today, it goes from sports drinks to biscuits to uh, a, a vanilla pudding, but also a dairy alternative drinks. So talking about these health benefits, you can bring them in, in any application you can think of. Um, so yeah, we, we really try to bring clean label and health to the consumer in any application that they would be looking for. Uh, and it's also very important for, for us to not only be this ingredient supplier, but to also help our customers bringing solutions uh, to the market, thinking together with our customers in a partnership about, okay, hey, how can we now uh, formulate this product? How can we communicate then on those health benefits, on the fact that it's clean label to your consumers? And that's the way we try to cooperate with our, with our customers and try to together bring that uh, nutrition and health to the market. So in a situation like that, do companies come to you for a solution or do you take your solutions to them? Well, it actually goes both ways. And we, we have uh, a lot of uh, companies which we have a, a long time relationship with and there we continuously work bringing innovation to the market. And on the other hand, we also have customers that actively approach us because they heard about the solutions that we can bring to the market. And they, they ask us, okay, can we, can we think about it together? And of course, that's something we always welcome because if customers come to us with that kind of questions, I think for a lot of the, the Bineo employees, it's the, the thing we like to do most really work together with our customers and, and, and try to think of something innovative and something new. And how often would your company come up with new products? Do you have a target, set target for new products? Well, there's, there's no uh, fixed target, like for example, every half year we need to have a new product. What we really try to do with our new product development is look at the trends in the market, but also look at what is the core of our company. What do we believe in? What do we want to work on? And that should all together give a good fit on um, new product development. So of course, it's an ongoing process that we have within the company. It's something we, we continuously try to do and bring new, new products, new ingredients to the market. But there's always a search of, okay, this has to fit to what we believe in as Bineo, what we stand for, and that's connecting health and nutrition. So of course, the ingredients we bring to the market should also do that.
And now it's over to Liam Fenton from INTL FC Stone as we take a look at the dairy markets, which should all be up this week thanks to the Christmas season with custard and eggnog and all the baking going on. Butter was slightly stronger this week in futures, where quarter one was up 5,200 euros, trading around the 43.50 level. We saw support coming from end-user buying, uh, which was a continuation of demand from last week. Some of the selling was trade and, and some processor selling, but underlying mainly buying interest was keeping prices supported and, and higher. Cream, on the other hand, has been a lot weaker, uh, trading at the 51 to 5200 level. Uh, seasonal demand peaked last week, and now we're into the Christmas period where cream demand is dissipating as factories close for the holidays. Skim milk powder has been a little stronger on the week, with quarter one trading at the 1760 plus level. Volumes have been larger again than last week, uh, and we've seen this continuation of, of, of increase in volumes as the market has looked to buy and uh, intervention stocks are falling as more successful sales are, are being made. We had some processor selling particularly out the curve as well this week in, in skimmel powder. Skimmel powder concentrate continues to be well supported. Weight trading close to the 70, 775, 780 euros, similar to the end of last week. Thanks, Liam. INTL FC Stone provides risk management and margin hedging programs and services, as well as OTC hedging tools and M&A advisory services to the global dairy industry. That's all we have time for this week, so please join us again next week on the Dairy Reporter Dairy Dialogue podcast.